Hello there, and welcome to the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm the host today, Colin Brown, and I am joined by uh, Richard Polly. Hello there. And what we're going to do today is follow on from our last episode uh, and continue kind of speculating and wishlisting about how points might change in January. And today we'll cover Rebels, Scum and Imperial that we didn't get to last time. Uh, Rich, you play a lot of Rebels, so let's start there. What do you think might happen and what do you think should happen? Do you know, Rebels is a funny one and I genuinely don't know. Like all of the other factions I've got an opinion on, but we're Rebels because they haven't had a huge amount of success since they got whack a mold after the Rebel beef points change. Um, you know, a few things are still good. A few things are still uh, prevalent in lists. So, you know, we might see Wedge get another little nudge upwards. We might see a few little tweaks here and there. But I think the biggest impact on Rebels is going to be the impact of the generic changes. So we'll see things like regen going up. That's going to hit Rebels. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, there's a few archetypes in there that are still working. A few... Um, like there, there are variations on Rebel Beef that kind of long-standing Rebel players are still getting value out of, um, both in extended and in hyperspace. So I, I can't really see it. It's, it's kind of the faction in which there's the least to talk about with regards to points changes. I think, um, because they got hit so hard last time, I can't see anything serious happening. I'd agree with that. I think, like everything, it feels about right, and there's nothing. I don't know. I just think at the moment, Rebels, after they've been out for a year and they've nothing new, it all just feels a little bit dull, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still there's still combos that are that are working, and there's probably still some stuff to be found. So, you know, the the recent um, kind of resurgence of the the wedge Jake pairing, you know, where yeah. you just fly the two of them next to each other and. Wedge constantly gets double mods, and and Jake is always sitting with a focus, and they've both got, you know, crack shot or whatever, and basically means that they're, um, you know, they, they there's stuff that's kind of cropping up, and you know we've seen, um, you know, there was a, an event in America last weekend, I think, um, the Crossroads Classic, and the guy who got to top table on that uh, is a good player. He's he's formerly top sixteen worlds and and stuff like that. Um, but he was there with like Jan Ors and, a, and an A-Wing and Wedge and uh, Braylon, I think it was. So, you know, he had this kind of hyper, like almost like a massive cannon of a list, you know, where Braylon exists to get these four or five dice double modded shots on people. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's there's stuff in there and about. It's just, it doesn't seem to make it through at the biggest of events. But... Um, so, yeah, I mean, for, for points adjustments, I think they're going to get kind of caught on the backswing of the nerf bat at regen, and they're going to get a few other bits and bobs here and there. But I think they're just waiting for the pilot packs to come out to get themselves something interesting happening. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what the uh, the S-Foils for the B-Wing does. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so many theories, isn't there? But really, you know, somebody's going to be right because everybody's... Thrown, thrown enough muck at a wall and some of it will stick, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think we might see anything come down that sees no play whatsoever? Like, uh, I don't know, uh, the A wings or yeah, Ozzy I mean, I was just going to say things like the Aussie Tucks are really, really overcosted, and they were deliberately overcosted because they were so 
prominent towards the end of first edition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've just been languishing in the bottom of everybody's boxes recently. Um, well, basically, since first edition finished, um, everybody's put them away. And, I mean, a lot of the, the, the what was broken about them got nerfed anyway. So I think at the minute they're just kind of chunky single modded guns. So, you know, they're like a, an equivalent almost of a U-Wing, but they're more expensive um, and, you know, not as good. Uh, so yeah. it's um I, I could see them it's particularly the generics coming down. Um I think Wolf Arrow and Lorik maybe is a little bit of a draw. Um the other one that um kind of was speaking to me was the, the K Wings. Like I know they've been they've had their points nudged around a bit because the four K wing list was quite good. Um or they've mm-hmm. been impacted by some by some changes in the past. Um, but again, you know, there's ships that previously were very, very good, but they just haven't been. Um, and the last one, I think it'll be interesting to see if they do anything with the Sheathapede. Because at the moment, the only Sheathapede pilot really that you're ever going to take is AP5. Because um, the other one that used to be popular, Fen Rao, is just far too expensive. I've tried to build him into a list so many times to get that I6 coordinate off. And it's just bonkers because you can't do it. Because as soon as you drop him into a list... You're basically guaranteeing that you're going to have a three ship list, and one of them is a is a two die support ship that dies in a couple of shots. So, yeah, you know, and so it'd be interesting to see if he comes down what 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 happens. But I'm not holding out any hope for that happening on this points change. So I think Fen is an excellent segue into talking about Scum and a ship that was once very popular in Scum. So Fen. His ability is specifically about stuff spending tokens to modify a dice while attacking. Yeah, and there's a very <laughs> strong, like you know, set of the meta that does not really care that much about doing that. Like Jedi, obviously, namely things that have force. So, so Fen is not that great against a lot of very popular ships at the moment. So I could see him coming down, perhaps for that reason. Mm. And that the comparison to that in Scum, I think, is Paylob. Paylob was rocketed in price because. He was too good around the start of 2.0, but he sees no play now, and there's an awful lot of things you'll come up against where he's just crap. Right? Yeah, um, I think Scum's a a hard factor for me to talk about because I don't really play it, but, um, you know, I think the Hawks might well come back down again. I think Torkoal might get a bump. Um, They might do something clever where they... bring um, the cost of the title either down a bit and then put the cost of all the Hawks up so it balances out but with a net reduction for everybody other than Torco. Um, or, you know, I think they might just like nudge it around a bit. Um, the reason I think they're going to impact Torco, and I think they might hit a couple of the other ships that have been included in, in successful lists. So, um, you know, what are the successful scum lists at the moment? It's basically your your Seavor Torkel swarm, mm-hmm. your Boba your Boba Fen, um, and uh the four Star Vipers. Um I think we'll see changes to the points of all of those lists. And the simple reason is that FFG seem to adopt a policy of if it's been towards the top of the meta in a given faction, then we'll hit it. And if it's been towards the top of the entire meta across all factions, then we'll hit it really hard so like rebel beef got an absolute pound in the last time round um i don't think scum are going to get hit particularly hard 
but I could see some points changes, some tweaks going on. I think they might make quad star vipers impossible to field, um, just by nudging the points up a bit, so that you know. That said, you know it had a four point bid anyway, didn't it? With four of them plus crack shots, so they need yeah. to nudge it up more than a bit, because you know you take the crack shots out or take one or two crack shots out. But it's um it's a it's a hard one because you know scum was so prevalent start of first edition, wasn't it? I mean mm. the the four horsemen, four lom, um, paylob, all that nonsense before the Jedi came out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do, whether they revert some of the previous points cost hikes so like handgunner might come down a spot and make him a bit more usable you know just a yeah. few bits and bobs here and there and it might make it because I, I think they're on the cusp of being a really strong faction but they're just not quite as good as they could be yeah i think i'd quite like to see stuff like forlom especially come back down just because he's one of the few you know kind of stressy control things in the game and having him in there could shake things up a bit or just give people who don't want to fly against aces a bit of an extra tool. Um, and then otherwise yeah. with Scum, like the thing I've always found with Scum, and this was true in first edition as well, is they've got a couple of good ships and then everything else is kind of generic and and fine and the same. Like, you know, the Skurg and the G1A and the Kimagila, they're all just kind of doing the same thing. So it, don't know if they, they can find a way to differentiate those and they also rely yeah, quite a bit probably on things like vtg yeah they, they've also got the thing that they're um they're the biggest faction so in, in terms of sheer number of ships they're the biggest faction um and that's because they're the only one of the three um og factions that didn't get split um so you know they've got a huge number of ships which means aren't really going to expect to see them getting much new content um, in, in the near future. Um, and I mean, the, the sheer number of ships and the sheer number of upgrades and the synchronized, uh, the synchronicity that they can pull out um, in list building is such that I think whatever happens with scum points costs, eventually something else will creep to the top. So, you know, a few months ago, people were saying, oh, there's nothing in scum. It's a dead faction. And then, you know, players like um, Nicholas Goodnilson and, um, and others find the the, the Torkel Seavor generic swarm, um, you know, having previously been on the um, the Drea Skurgs list, you know, so die diehard out and out scum players will find something that works and something that's really good, um, and even beyond that, you know, the entire Dutch team who went to Worlds all took the same scum list, and they all did really well with it because it was a really good list. Um, you know, no bad matchups, some good matchups. They all Which did really was well. That? Sorry, that was the that was the um, the slave one, Boba Fen, uh, Boba with um, Fenrau with crack shot. So, two ship list, but it had the um, the slave one allowing you to change the direction of your move. Um, so, had a big bid. So Boba moving at five with a big bid was able to basically change his dial and go the other direction, and then leverage his rear arc to to pepper stuff. So. Mm. Yeah, they, that list did really well um, for quite a few people. And I think in that Bristol hyperspace, I think it came, uh, that I went to, I think it came second. I think it was what Leon Smith flew when he, he came second in that. So, you know, it's a it's not a faction that's devoid of good lists. But again, like Rebels, I think it's going to get a few tweaks, but I think a couple of things will get hit. I think Star Vipers will definitely get hit because of the internet uproar 
as a result of Worlds. Um, and I they think probably we might... are a bit efficient for their points as well. Yeah, that's that's true. But you know, if Mitch Rab hadn't gone to top four at Worlds with them and caused an uproar, nobody would have noticed. Um, and then I think um, some of the generics might get a little a little nudge here and there. But you know, until a few months ago, nobody would have ever thought of looking at a Kirax fighter generic and thought, "Yeah, we're going to see that in top sixteen at a at a prime or a grand or whatever they're mm-hmm. called these days." You know, but yeah. Yeah, and then the, like talking about the big ships specifically, like none of them see any play, and and um, like the aggressor as well sees no play. So I do wonder, like, like are they at the point where they're going to just keep dropping those down a little bit each time, or are they just going to accept? Well, they've just they needed a linked action, and they're kind of messed up with the chassis, you, and something will happen at some point. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I think you, you need to be careful. Um, with any kind of points drops, because you keep dropping and keep dropping, and then all of a sudden you've got some ridiculously efficient list that's got, you know, um, tons of health behind two green dice with loads of efficiency that lives forever. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's like if you drop the cost of the generic VCX in, in Rebels too far, you can put three ghosts on the table mm. with well, nothing else. Um, but, you know, you look at that and you think, I can't play against that. What You know, what can I do? Um, because wh- whichever one I go after, the other two are just going to be opening up on me with four, four or five dice guns. Um, and I think with Scum, th- there's a, a risk that that would happen. Um, we, we should mention, by the way, that you know, despite the fact the Scum have the best ship in the game, which is Lando's Falcon, um, <laughs> according... <laughs> Shout <laughs> out Adam really. Shipley, yeah. <laughs> Respect to Adam, yeah. Um, for owning that one on Reddit as well when he got called on it. It was good, but... Um, yeah, you're right. You know, they've got these big ships and they don't do or they don't see play. So, you know, they've got the Jumpmaster, which was the Scourge of First Edition. They've got Lando's Falcon. You know, they've got all these kind of quite iconic ships um, from, you know, or if not iconic, kind of infamous ships from the game. Um, and they're just not seeing play at the moment. But I think you're right. There's a lot of them where they got nerfed in design for Second Edition. And it's not something that can be fixed with points. So, you know, the Jumpmaster's dial is now so bad that it just can't it can't be fixed. So they need to release an upgrade that fixes the Jumpmaster's dial, um, you know, like a title that allows them to take the R4 Astromech or something. Mm-hmm. Um, to You know, just to... But then, you know, the, the question is, if you do that, does it suddenly become too good? Um which, you know, it might. Um, but, you know, there's ways they could fix it. I guess the question is, is there a will to do so? Um, because it was so dominant in first edition with how many times it won Worlds, I think they might just be happy to let it sit on the on the shelf of the casual gamer for now. Well, they have re-released it. It's one of those ships that has come out in 2.0 packaging. And yeah, that's if, they have, if they have sold none of them, I'm sure that is enough to make someone somewhere sit up and take notice. I'm I'm not sure that FFG would ever make a shit better just because they had excess stock in the warehouse. <laughs> Is that sarcasm? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to confirm or deny. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's one of those things. There are commercial decisions, aren't there? Um, that FFG have to make with how they point ships. So if they bring out something new and it's crap. Um, then nobody buys it. If they bring out something mm. new and it's awesome or it's well-pointed or it's, you know, cheap, 
um, for how efficient it is or for how good it is, then people go out and buy them. You know, like people went out and bought one Naboo because there was, apart from me, I bought three, but, you know, people went out and bought one Naboo because Riccolea was good. Um, mm. And then, you know, they maybe looked at the other ones and maybe they're looking at Anakin and maybe they went and bought a second one. But nobody went out and bought five of them, except for, you know, maybe it's a small handful of people. Um, but, you know, if you look at some of the other ships that come out, you immediately look at them and you think, what would happen if I ran a list with five of these, like the RZ-2A wings, you know? Um, so FFG do need to point things so that people want to buy some of them. Um, I think every so often they get it wrong and they point things too cheaply. Um, so, But then, I mean, we're talking about Scum and they've got nothing new coming out for the next ever. So um, it'll be yeah. interesting to see. But I do, like... You can look at it from the cynical point of view of they're doing it for money, but I also think, like, if stuff's coming out for the game and no one is interested in it, that's not good. Like, I'd like to be excited for the Jumpmaster again or something different, you know. Ooh. But just things need a bit of a shake-up, in my opinion. But anyway, we're getting distracted from talking about scum, so let's move on and talk about Imperials. Yeah. I think there are a few standout things, mm-hmm. uh, and that would have to be stuff like Vader and Soontir continuing to be omnipresent. I mean, I was going to say, is it, is, it, is it the Pocknell effect? You know, is it the, here's the list that's one world, let's give it a kick and chuck everything up a bit. Um, and I mean, it's not just Ollie, but I think there are these um, high-profile, successful Imperial imp- um, Imperial Aces players. Um, so in America, you know, Duncan Howard regularly, consistently doing well with Imperial Ace lists, including Suntier. Um, obviously, uh, Imperial Aces winning Worlds. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff there. I think the thing that they've got that is going to get hit is the Force. They've got mm-hmm. access to Force through a lot of different routes and avenues. So it might be that things like pilots don't necessarily go up. Because, um, you know, I think Vader's fine. I think he's pretty, like, he's in a really good spot. Maybe he's a couple of points too cheap, but not a huge amount. Because, mm. you know, he still dies if you shoot him. Because he can't do anything about his blank greens. You know, he doesn't get an evade token. Um, and if you keep shooting at him, he burns his force, he burns his focuses. And then, you know, you can catch him. And, and you can kill him. Um, I don't think he's as... Insidious is probably not the right word to use about Jedi, um, but he's not as bad to play against as Jedi because he can't boost, he can't double reposition, he can't evade, and Jedi mm-hmm. can do all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might get a little bit caught up in if there is a force nerf or a force points increase, he might get caught in that. Um, but I, you know, I think he's in a good spot. Um, I think who's who are the other four sons? It's it's all crew, isn't it? It's um, like seventh brother, uh, seventh sister, and fifth brother, and stuff like that that you stick on crew, isn't it? Yeah, well, or yeah, and then fifth brother's the gunner, so he goes on whisper. Yeah, and then and then sorry, go on, go on. And I was just thinking in terms of other force users, like I think the Grand Inquisitor's probably pretty okay, but at the same time, the generic Inquisitors are probably too cheap. Yeah, they. I think they're very. I think they're the only ship that easily gets access to Force Evade, apart from Jedi. But they need to spend um, a Force to get an Evade, so it's a bit of a weird 
kind of cost of a of two actions almost to take one. Um, so you know there's an mm-hmm. extra cost for them, but the Grand Inquisitor uh, or the Inquisitor, sorry, are thrown in three greens with you know if they want it an evade and a force token, which means they're basically not taking damage from anything other than the range one double modded shot. Um, so yeah, I mean they they are really good, and I think they're a bit cheap. So I think they might go up. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff in Imperials that could come down a touch. Um, a lot of the other stuff that's not Imperial Aces. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they could tweak the cost of some of the named or the better ties to make some variety in tie swarms. It'd be interesting to see if they did anything with the ships like the Decimator or the Lambda Shuttle. Because, um, you know, you see these things creeping in and around and they're here and there, but they don't really do anything. Um, and then, you know, you've got things like Strikers and Tie Aggressors and, you know, all sorts of different ships that are just kind of on the fringes. And you occasionally see them in janky squads, but you don't really see a whole lot of them. Um, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. if they move the points around on some of the less well-known pilots of ships that we've already talked about. So, you know, you see a lot of Whisper, but not so much Echo. You see a lot of Suntir, but not so much... Of the other interceptor pilots, <laughs> you don't um, even know their Turf, names. Turf Turfenir is that one? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the fellow. <laughs> that's the only other one I know. Um, but you know, you, you don't see so much of those other um, other pilots, and I think it's a sign that a chassis is good, but the pilot ability is weak, or the points are wrong. Um, if you only ever see a single pilot being flown in that ship, so. I think it's one of the things that shows that the the Jedi are popular, uh, well, not popular, sorry, are are a well-designed or fun um, ship, is that you see people flying pretty much everybody apart from Barisofi in in one kind of formation or another. Or maybe Sacy Tin doesn't see so much table time, but, you know, you see five or six of the, well, at least five of the Jedi Knights um, flying on the table pretty Mm -hmm. much regularly. and you don't see that in a lot of the other ships, a lot of the other chassis, you just don't see it. You know, you see one, maybe two pilots get used. Um, so it would be interesting if they did something with the points in Imperials to maybe bring some of the, the lesser-known heroes of the Empire <laughs> back back to the fore in the game. Yeah. And I think, so if we go and talk about the Punisher because I want to use that as a bit of a lead into maybe some talking about some generic upgrades. So they were very strong around the start of, of 2.0. I'll go again. So Whisper, Red Line, and Death Rain was a very popular list. And, you know, that yep. v- pretty much all aspects of that went up. Um, so now I'm just wondering, do you think we could see stuff like Trajectory Simulator come back down? Because that could potentially be a good way of dealing with you know, the CIS swarms that are popping up a lot more, and ACEs to an extent as well, you know, controlling space. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one I've thought about because they did something obviously quite deliberately in the last points update when they did bump Trajectory Simulator from two points up to ten points. Um, so it massively impacted Punishers um, because it, it suddenly meant that they had to... Um, choose between torps and bombs um, and trajectory simulator it all became incredibly expensive what had been a cheap build with you know I can't remember what 
was it nine points for proton torpedoes and then yeah. you know five points for proton bombs and then two points for trajectory simulator on top of a criminally undercosted um, pilot chassis um, and you basically had something that was just if you were in range three out the front of it you, you couldn't do anything about the amount of damage that was going to to come into you um, but at the same time that they increased the cost of trajectory simulator to basically cost it out they dropped the price of the star fortresses by the same amount um, so they obviously said well wait this this upgrade makes this ship playable where other ships are playable without it mm. so we'll offset that it'll be really interesting to see if they do drop trajectory simulator again what they do with the other points around the ships that can take it um so like i think like talk about resistance the star fortress does probably need a bit of a tweak to make things that aren't of any playable because at the minute they're just they're just not good enough um but if you drop trajectory simulator by too much then you'll get back into the world of you know red line throwing uh, a proton bomb followed by a double mounted proton torpedo at the front um and you know you, you said it would bring about uh, or it might help to counter swarms and i think you're absolutely right because those ships that ship combo that you talked about the red line uh, whisper um death rain kind of meta that appeared kind of towards the start of second edition it was the thing that knocked tie swarms off the table they were everywhere in the first couple of months and then people went, well, TIE Swarms are everywhere. What gets rid of TIE Swarms? Trajectory Simulator Proton Bombs. Okay, but then they got nerfed. Um, but they'd already done the job of kicking them out of the meta. So, you know, we don't see TIE Swarms anymore. Um, and that's a hangover from um, from that that time when you could do that. Um, I think now... I'm not sure that's completely true. Do you not? No, like I think TIE Swarms will have a very hard time against Jedi. Because the way that they could pressure aces previously when they would get stressed, needing to double reposition and move around them, you could you kind of positionally exploit that and turn around on them in the right way. But Jedi, with their one hard able to double reposition and be unstressed and do whatever they like, I think are quite good against TIE Swarms. Plus with regen. Yeah. I, so it's I, not just... I don't disagree. Yeah, it's not I was just the hangover. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's all right. I don't, um, I don't disagree with you. I just don't think we've ever seen tie swarms in the Jedi meta. Um, they appear every so often. You know, somebody will pop up with one, and you know, they'll go three and three or four and two at a tournament or whatever, um, or they'll have a good time and you know, not even go evens. But I, I don't think that we've seen it tested. I think you're right. I don't think they'd be able to to play past Jedi. I think Jedi would absolutely annihilate them, but they've just not had the chance to be in the meta because, you know, two reasons. First of all, they got pushed out of the meta and people stopped playing them and started playing other stuff um, way before Jedi actually appeared. Um, but then also, if you want to play a swarm now, you don't pick up six TIE fighters, you pick up seven vulture droids and something. Um, whether it's Seer or whether it's an Infiltrator or whether it's, you know, uh, an Antex. You know, that if you're going for Swarm, you're going for, for Sis. Um, you know, they've they've taken ties out of the meta altogether. Yeah, fair, fair. So in terms of generic upgrades then, is there anything you think at the moment that is maybe too good needs to go away or something that 
you maybe would drop the price on? Well, we talked about regen, so we don't need to cover that. You know, mm. regen is good. It always has been good. And some people like it and some people don't. And it's already been increased once. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that, um, whether they scale it more for three agility ships, um, basically to target Jedi, um, while leaving it open for the you know the likes of the T-70s to take it. Um, that would be interesting. Um I mean, in terms of generics, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an odd question because I think generics tend to tend to shine or be worse depending on the cost of the ships that you're putting them onto. Mm. So it's it's the efficiency of pushing an upgrade onto something. So you know, it, it'd be interesting, for example, if they brought torps back down, it, what that would do to the meta, um, because you know they're, they're not quite been pushed out, but you don't see them as often. Um, they're they're just not as common. So, you know, if you dropped it back down again, would it suddenly make some of the old missile or torp carrying platforms better? I don't know. Um, the other thing we've got to think about is with these card packs coming out, um, kind of on the tail of this points upgrade um, up change, we're going to see um, new bomb types. We think there's ion bombs. We think there's cluster mines. We're going to see a whole bunch of new pilots as well. So it, I, I think in terms of generics, they might be quite cautious with change um i don't think they're gonna i don't think this is gonna be sweeping changes although said that last time and then the the changes were huge um but i don't think there are going to be sweeping changes because they will have been balancing the new content against some kind of points Mm. um and i don't think they'll want to release a whole bunch of new content across all factions having just you know thrown the meta into flux with a bunch of points changes as well. I suppose. I think stuff like maybe Crackshot could go up a point. Just because Crack... It's so ubiquitous. It's pretty much the only EPT you see. It's by far the most commonly one taken. Yeah, since they nerfed Trickshot... Yeah, since they nerfed Trickshot up to four points, Crackshot's the thing that you put on your ship, isn't it? Yeah, which, you know, it's just just a bit boring, isn't it? You just put Crackshot on. Yeah. nothing else is good enough. Yeah. I mean, I remember it was the, the a couple of episodes ago, Dave Sutcliffe was talking about, you know, what's better, Predator or Crackshot? And it's like, well, on the one turn where you manage to land Bullseye, Crackshot gives you an extra point of damage. Where on the one turn where you manage to land Predator, it has a chance of maybe giving you half an extra point of damage. And Predator costs twice. Mm. So, you know, if FFT are looking at maths, which I'm not sure they always do, um, then Predator should come down um, and Crackshot should go up, but you don't, you can't really have things costing one and a half points because um, they're both probably about the same value, um, just in a slightly different way. Um, and I guess Predator does hang a little bit on player skill and on pilot initiative. So, you know, if you put Predator on Suntier and he's got a 22 point bid and he's double repositioning to get a focus and a bullseye you know he's get his bullseye so he gets focus and a reroll. um then that's a whole different kettle of fish to having one point predator spread across you know five a wings who are all moving at initiative two or whatever um so it i'm, I'm glad i'm not a game designer because the, <laughs> the the breadth of of upgrades and interactions that ffg have to try and juggle when they're designing um and points and and valuing for points different upgrades is, is just bonkers and to be honest it's it's no wonder that they miss stuff 
you know, that stuff just happens to be amazing because nobody notices or nobody realizes that it's gonna it is gonna be that good. Yeah. I think that's a good note to end on, I think. And we've been waffling on a while, so So yeah, thanks Rich. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll be back with one more episode before we take our Christmas break. Uh, but for today, it's goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Holidays are coming. 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 Holidays